1120. How's everybody doing? Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? You guys ready for the Word of God? Good. The Word of God is active. Amen. It is powerful. And it changes our life. Amen. Well, I am going to share uh, today um, a very, very practical and simple teaching. But I believe it is a teaching that will change our lives and it can actually help us to uh, give the devil a black eye. Is anybody ready to give the devil a black eye? Does the devil ever harass you? Does he ever tempt you? Does he ever lie to you? He's the father of lies, right? Well, over the last month or so, you know, we were, we were preaching and teaching on the book of Ephesians. And when we got to the sixth chapter, the sixth chapter was uh, really about spiritual warfare. And so what I'm going to do today is uh, Brian shared a little bit on it last night or last Sunday, and I'm going to springboard from his message because really, if I, if I look back at the, the series we did on Ephesians and then Alex did the last chapter of Ephesians, he talked about putting on the full armor of God. And then Joel shared a little bit about how you've got to get prepared before the battle. And then the last two messages that Brian did, they're all about spiritual warfare. And if I was to try to get your attention or to put a phrase uh, with this, I, 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 want, I want to shock you a little bit, but I want to tell you today that you're all mentally ill. <laughs> Every one of you in this room are mentally ill. You're all about half-baked, half-crazy, and your mind goes places that it should not go. Do you guys realize that? And you're mentally ill, and Jesus is wanting to make your mind mentally stable. And the work of God is to make your mind mentally, cra not crazy, but mentally stable. He's actually trying to get you to have the mind of Christ. This journey that we're on, living for Christ, is really about conforming us to the beautiful image of Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, if you look in our world, there is a lot of mental illness in our culture. One out of five people are on some type of mentally altering medication to this date. Do you realize that? Yeah. And the epidemic that we have in our culture is because... The body of Christ and because America is not having their mind renewed by the Lord. You guys realize that? And so every one of us, we are in a spiritual battle. We are in a battlefield. Teenager, adults alike, the, the battle that we are fighting is right here between our big ears. Are we not? Is that not true? And so... If we can think like Christ here, we can defeat the enemy on any ground. Yes. He, cannot, he does not have authority over us unless we believe lies. Do you, do you realize that? So if your life is in chaos, if your life is having some struggles, if there's some things going on in your life, it's because you're not winning the battle right here. Anybody want help with winning the battle here? So I'm going to do a simple teaching today, and I'm going to springboard from a couple points that Brian made last week. How many believed that Brian did a great job sharing the word last week? Was that good? Yes. It was very good. Thank you, Chris, in the sound booth. Everybody say hi to Chris in the sound booth. Hi. 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 
Brian helped us last week to make us realize that we are in spiritual warfare all the time. He mentioned how the enemy is subtle and patient in working against you, and he really takes 82 years to try to mess you over. He talked about how he's patient, and you know, I see in my own life as a, in pastoral counseling, the enemy really works hard when you're young to get you messed up. If he can get you traumatized and all kinds of stuff when you're young, get you molested, get you raped, get you uh, a trauma or bad experience in, in school, get you rejected early. If he gets you rejected early, that just keeps playing out the rest of your life because he's a pretty, pretty good schemer. I don't want to give him too much credit today, but he really is a schemer. He is a roaring lion seeking to whom he may devour. And uh, unfortunately, you're in the crosshairs. Every day, you're in the crosshairs. Say, every day, I'm in the crosshairs. I need you to engage with me today, okay? So, Brian spoke last week that our mind is darkened in areas, and we must discover where we are walking in darkness and bring the light of Christ to that darkness. I like the example he used. He began to shut off lights in the sanctuary. And he began to make the sanctuary darker. How many were actually here last week? Okay, we got quite a few that didn't hear the message, so I'm going to recap it. And he darkened down the sanctuary, and he kept making it darker and darker. And that's what happens in our mind. Our minds get dark. Our minds get attacked by the enemy, and we begin to give in. And even Brian said last week where you can make a decision here two or three years ago, and that decision that you made two or three years ago actually affects you now. I worked for a company years ago, and the company was making some financial, unethical financial decisions. They were making some decisions financially, and they were using funds inappropriately, and they were not uh, doing things exactly ethical when it comes to taxes and that type of thing. And it took many, many years. I left that company, and um, I went on and worked other places. But in the process... That company was also a faith-based company, and they were believers in God. But they were making choices here, and those choices actually ended up affecting them. When I was working with the company, we were making millions of dollars. I was making big money in commission sales because we were making very, very good money. But there was things that were being done that were inappropriate. That company is now bankrupt. That company no longer exists. And it was because of decisions that were made here where the enemy was able to get them out of the will of God in the area of their finances. And those decisions financially ended up taking the company here 10 to 15 years later. Does that make sense? And so that's the way we are in our own lives. We can make choices here. We have to have the mind of Christ in areas of our life. And so all of us are in darkness in different areas of our life. Last week, Brian did a good job of, of, the, of, of cooperating with the Holy Spirit and getting us to isolate where is it that we are in darkness. We came up here and we put stuff in a trash can. You guys remember doing that. And you wrote something on a piece of paper that, of an area that you might be in darkness. And we put that in a trash can. But I want to say that was only the beginning. You, do, you are not now walking in light. That was only the beginning. And I don't know what you guys did through the rest of this week with that message. Hopefully you listened to a podcast. You began to study the word of God in that area. 
so that you could get some freedom. But I want to begin to go through a real practical, I'm going to give you four steps today. If you're taking notes, I want to encourage you to write them down, put them in an iPad, put them in your phone. They're, I'm going to give you four simple steps today on how you can win and how you do spiritual warfare and how we actually get freedom in our minds. Are you guys with me today? So again, last week, Brian highlighted the, uh, what areas that were in darkness. Um, hopefully, you guys know the place that you're in darkness. Do you actually know where you're in darkness? And what I mean that is last week, Brian talked about how the enemy came in when it came to even his dog and his dog getting killed uh, by his mower on accident, how the enemy began to try to tell him it was your fault. He started to put all these thoughts into Brian's brain. Brian had to resist those thoughts and bring them captivity on the truth. Uh, last week when we were, when we were uh, I'm going to get real vulnerable in my own life when I was thinking and the Holy Spirit was dealing with us um, and, and I had to put down what area of darkness in, uh, am I in, I'm going to be real vulnerable with you. The area that I put down was where the enemy attacks me in my mind is this area. You're a bad leader. You don't bring the kingdom of heaven to the degree that God wants you to bring it. Oh, that is an area of darkness in my mind, okay? It's not the truth of God, but I've got to bring the truth of God to my mind because the enemy tries to use that against me when it comes to leading. Does that make sense? Now, I talked with many, many people this week as I was discipling and meeting with people, and there were people I dealt with this week with a spirit of fear. There were people who had depression. There were people that had all kinds of things that were going on in their minds. A spirit of rejection was a big one this week. Multiple people I dealt with this week on, on a spirit of rejection. People don't love me. They don't care about me. They don't want me to be a part of their life. That's what a spirit of rejection says to you. Anybody ever struggled with that? I'm raising my hand because I've struggled with it. Nobody called me this week. Nobody checked on me this week. Nobody knew I existed this week. Does anybody ever? That, that's a spirit, okay? That is a spirit that comes from the enemy that tries to seduce you. And what you do with that in your mind is where we need to begin to take aim at the enemy and start blowing his head off. Okay? And so we're going to talk about that today because there's, <coughs> excuse me, there's all kinds of things, fear, depression, suicide, your finances, <clears throat> being offended, lust, seeking the approval of others. I could go on and make a list as long as I would have loved to have been in that trash can just so I know where people are struggling in areas of darkness in their mind. But we didn't. We didn't look at it. So you're free. I wouldn't have known who it was at anyway. But do you know the area... Do you personally know the area of darkness that you're walking in right now? Do you, do you know where you're struggling? Because the point number one is you really do have to identify where is it that I'm walking in darkness? Where is it that the enemy is trying to take me out? Are you guys with me? So the key today in today's message is not to think about Joe that's sitting beside you. I hope my wife hears this because she is really in darkness in this area. Or my husband, 
or whatever, but it's, it's you getting a place. Because what I want to do today is I want to take the area of darkness that we're walking in, and I want to take us through a process of how we get free from that, okay? Are you guys with me? So this is a teaching. This is not preaching. This is going to be a step one, two, three that you can actually take home and actually use. So are you guys with me? Do you want help with that? Because really the battlefield that we are walking in and the war we're walking with is the battlefield of the mind. The battlefield of the mind. And we're mentally ill and we need freedom. (laughs) We need God to show us where we are in darkness so we know where to start. We just got started last week, and we're going to get going today. So today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set a scriptural basis to what I'm saying. Some of these scriptures were shared last week and earlier. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to set a scriptural base of why I'm saying this, and we're going to dive into this. So this is the last chapter of of Ephesians. This is where Alex preached on and and Brian and, and, and Joel And I'm going to just start here, and then I'm going to springboard from this. So let's read this together. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. For when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Now, this scripture points out very, very good that we are not struggling with flesh and blood. We are not, our our battle is not against, if I get offended, who I'm offended at is not the person that I'm in battle with. If I get in a fight with my wife, the battle is really not my wife. There is a spirit behind what is going on. I almost played the Fireproof video where his wife, if you guys saw the movie Fireproof, but the husband and wife were in the process, they were going to get a divorce. And she is with her friends at a, at a restaurant complaining about her husband. He don't understand me. He doesn't listen to what I say. And he's at the firehouse and he's talking to his buddies. And he goes, yeah, she's probably right now with her girlfriends and they're probably bashing me. And they're not respecting me. And he wanted respect. She wanted love. And guess what? They were both wrong. She, she, she was wrong in her thinking, and so was he wrong in his thinking. And so the issue is that, that we're not fighting a fleshly battle. We are in a war zone. If you, the sooner you realize that you're in war, the sooner you realize that, that what's going on in America right now is spiritual warfare. There is, a, there is an assault on Christianity and the things of God in our nation. And it is spiritual warfare. And the only way we're going to take back ground is if you take back the ground of your mind. If you allow revival and the presence of God to come to your mind and you get freedom in your own mind, then we can export that freedom and we can affect this city, we can affect this state, we can affect this nation. 
But the body of Christ is in bondage in their thinking. You don't think correctly. <laughs> we got to get the mind of Christ, and that's where I want to go. So we don't, the next passage or the next scripture that we're going to go to is this thing that, that Brian read last week. I do have it on. And it's, it's Romans 12, 2. We don't want to be conformed to the pattern of this world, do we, church? Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So this job that we're on today is, in spiritual warfare is to transform our mind. It's to renew the way we think. And so this is a process that every one of us should be on. But most of what I find, even when we went with Brian's message, if we would have stopped with putting the trash, the, what, the, the area of darkness that we're in, in the trash can, what most Christians do is they don't go past identifying the darkness. Most Christians stop there. They think because they've identified the area of darkness that they're walking through in their mind, they've confessed, they've repented, and they've asked for God's help, that's where they stop. And so therefore, the mind never gets renewed. And so today we're going to talk about renewing our mind and how we do that. And I'm going to do that through this next passage, this next scripture out of, I don't know why it's not advancing, but it's not advancing. Can you advance it for me? All right. So. So again, this is, these scriptures are connected. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons that we fight with, <laughs> the weapons that Christians fight with, are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now look at there. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So this scripture here, where I want to go with this today, is there's three words that stick out there to me. It says, we have divine power. How many of you like having divine power? To demolish what? Strongholds. We demolish what? Arguments. And we demolish every pretension. What do you think the Bible is talking about there? Strongholds, arguments, pretensions. It is talking about your mind. Let's look at the definitions in the Greek on that, if you'll advance to the next slide. Let's look at the words stronghold, arguments, and pretension. What are strongholds, arguments, and pretension? Go ahead and go to the next one. Strongholds, according to the Greek in the, in the Bible, it literally means they are fortified thoughts. These are your thought processes that you hold on to and that you protect. Now, what I'm going to give you an example. I was in this church. It was a family member. I was helping them with their, their finances. You can have a stronghold in your finances. The way you think about money you can have a fortified thought. You can have a process that you hold on and you protect. And so I was helping this person with their finances. They, they haven't paid their May stall installment of property taxes, which was due May 10th, okay? They're behind on several other bills. And I'm talking to them, can I assault your thinking? Because as I stepped down and I went through their budget, 
and I seen what they were spending on groceries, and I seen what they were spending out on um, eating out was more for two people than I spend for five for groceries and eating out. And I said, can I assault your thinking? What do you mean? I said, I'm getting ready to make you mad. Because I know the fortified thought that they had in their mind was, it's okay to do the way I'm doing my finances. So this is where you think you're right in your thinking and you're deadly wrong. And so I talked to them about how to spend money, how to bring your finances into obedience to God. Because God. remember this previous scripture that we just read uh, in, 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 in this passage here was we have to bring every thought into captivity and the obedience of Christ. So my goal, your goal as Christians, is that we start to bring our minds into captivity to obedience in Christ. We have to learn how God does things. And then I conform my thinking to his thinking. Now, here's another fortified. Pretensions are, these are high things elevated in our culture. It can be a place or a thing, sports, entertainment, status, money. But another thing, pretension that's starting to hit our country is trying to redefine marriage. That's a high place that's now becoming a high place in our nation. Now, I really, I'm going to say this as kind as I can. I really don't care what you think about the definition of marriage. Your fortified thought, the way you think of marriage, I, I just talked to a pastor buddy of mine, and he put in his constitution that they weren't going to marry gay people, and he lost 40 members. He lost 40 members. Now, the issue is, I am not against gays. I love them with all of my heart. It's not about, it's not a gay issue. It's about what is the word of God say? We have to get our thinking like God's thinking. The pretense that's coming to our nation right now is it that they're trying to redefine marriage. Well, marriage is defined by God. It really is. And I either have to choose to conform my thinking to the thinking of God, which is in his word, that it's between one man and one woman, or I allow the enemy to lie to me and say, no, it's something else. So when we're talking about arguments, we're talking about these imaginations and things in our thinking, we're talking about the way you think has got to be assaulted. You think you're thinking, I loved what Brian said last week. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but that's okay. Because point one, if you're taking notes, was this. <laughs> Sorry. Point one was this, you have to identify where you're in darkness. It may be a spirit of fear, it may be rejection, it may be depression, it may be whatever you're in, and you gotta get the mind of Christ in that area. It may be you're a lousy leader and he beats you up, you gotta get the mind of Christ in that area. It may be that you're doing this or you're doing that and you're struggling in sin. Well, you've got to get the mind of Christ on that and you've got to make sure that you're conforming your mind to the mind of Christ. 
because we think wrong in places. The second point that Brian made last week, which is my second point, is this. Write this down. This is good. Don't believe everything you think. I'm going to say it again. Don't believe everything you think. Just because it crosses through your brain does not make it truth. You can think there are UFOs, but my friend, there's no UFOs. Your mind might need to be confronted. But that's all pastor, a personal opinion, right? Because there's a lot of people who believe that there are UFOs. Is that not true? And I just offended somebody that believes it. And that's okay. You may believe that gay marriage is okay, and that's okay. I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not going to reject you. I'm going to love you right where you're at, and I'm going to say, hey, there's a different way. Let's see, and let's get our mind conformed to the mind of Christ. Because his ways are higher, and there's a reason, and there's a purpose by which God wants things done. Amen? I think I loved what Brian said last week. He says, I don't think I'm right. He says, I don't think I'm ever right. And I'm telling you that, that's humility. Because if you can get number two, you are not right. There's only one that is right, and his name is Yahweh, King of glory. His ways are always right. He is the beginning, he's the end, he's the alpha, the omega. His word is going to go on forever. Whether our nation serves God or not, his kingdom will be established and it will advance. It is going to, I'm telling you, hell will have to freeze over more than once if you think God is not going to have his way in this, in this earth. If you really think that this nation is going to fall apart and to be destroyed and all that kind of stuff, I'm telling you, there's too many righteous lovers of God that this place is going to change. This nation is going to change. But we've got to get our minds on the things that God wants our minds on. Don't believe everything you think. Jeremiah 17 says this. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart. And what does he do? I examine your mind. <laughs> He's examining your mind. So what happened last Sunday as the Holy Spirit was moving and all of a sudden these things started coming up in my mind. I was like, wow, I didn't know that was there. Because the Holy Spirit was examining my mind, and he said, Eric, I want you to deal with this issue in your heart. I put it in the wastebasket, and all week I've been meditating on that issue. All week I've been in the Word of God on that one issue. Asking God really difficult questions. Lord, why do I feel that way? Well, you're believing the accusations of the enemy. But Lord, why do I believe the accusations of the enemy? And I would pray, and I would seek the Lord. I would get in his word. And he began to, to, to bring a revelation to my heart that would expel that lie in my mind. Do you see how that works? So don't believe everything you think. The way you think may be incorrect. You realize that we lie to ourselves all the time. See, we think we're right. 
all the time. The person I was helping on finances thought they were right. And I want you to know that when I started confronting some of those mindsets, it was like hell broke loose. <laughs> Don't tell me the way to spend my money. Ooh, did you want my help or not? Your property taxes are past due, and you're wanting me to pay those? Oh, how's that going to work for you? <laughs> no, I want to I teach you how to fish, not give you a fish. And I told him, I said, if I can change the way you think, I can change the way you spend money. If I can change your emotions and the brokenness and how you go at money because you, you go out to eat in order to satisfy and comfort yourself, and if I can heal and if I can get the truth on those emotions, your emotions will change and you won't spend money the same way you spend money. I mean, can you imagine? I'm going to tell on somebody and they, they don't know who it is and it's okay. Can you imagine being high on your bills and going to the country club in Anderson to eat dinner? Can you imagine eating out three times in one week in a row when your property taxes are behind? Now, Maybe some of you are there, but I want to say, that's not the right thinking. No condemnation, but I'm telling you, you're not thinking right. You need the mind of Christ to come in, and you need to see how God wants you to spend money. Amen. You have to get to where God wants you and how he thinks about it. And then you conform your life to the way God thinks about it. Amen. Not conform God to the way you think. See, that's what's happening in the church today. Everybody's wanting to conform God to the way you think. Well, he wants me to be happy, so he, it's probably okay that I, 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 I sleep with them and I'm not married. He wants me to know if I'm going to be happy. He wants me to be happy, right? So if God wants me to be happy, it's okay. he's okay with me committing adultery with a married woman or a married man. It's okay to share my spouse because, I mean, I want my husband to be satisfied. What? That's happening in the body of Christ. What? Heaven forbid. Judgment always begins in the house of the Lord. And again, it's not condemnation. It's like, like I want to beat somebody over the head. It's like you're deceived. The lights, somebody shut the lights off. The lights are off. You're deceived and you think you're thinking right in that area of your life and you're not thinking right. You are not correct. Is that making any sense? So point two is don't think that what you're thinking is right. You're probably desperately wrong in the area that God is trying to deal with you or you wouldn't be in darkness. You may need some extra help. You may need people like me that look shaky and go, wake up. You don't have to think this way, Letitia. She's going, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. I'm new here. <laughs> okay. So what was point one? Identify where you're in darkness. What's point two? Don't believe everything you think. What do you think point three is? This is a big one. Guard your mind from garbage. 
Well, that sounds pretty easy. Guard your mind from garbage. May I ask you, what are you letting in the three gates? What do you think the three gates are? Eyes, ears, and mouth. This gate of my ear, what are you letting your ears hear? Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. I don't know the rest of the song, so help me out today. So be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Oh, be careful, little mouth, what you speak, say. Oh, be careful, little, say. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful, little mouth, what you say. Thank you, thank you. And here's the deal. Christians all the time are letting those gates fly wide open. What music are you listening to? What videos are you watching? What TV? I, 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 I look back, and when I was in high school, I had a, my best friend, his family did not have a TV. They did not have a TV. And in some ways, I think we would have been better to follow that through the generations. Our TV has educated this nation. And it's not educated this nation in a proper way. Would you guys agree with me? Yes. What videos do you let see with your eyes? What music do you hear? What's going in the ear gate? What's going in the eye gate? And what's going in the mouth gate? And what's coming out of the mouth gate? According to Psalms 101, it talks about these gates. I will sing, what's that? My mouth. I will sing of your love and justice to you, O Lord. I will sing praise. I will be careful to lead a blameless life. I will walk in my house with a blameless heart. I will set before my eyes no vile thing. What garbage are you letting in your gates? Forgot my hanky. Holy Spirit, would you convict us of what we're allowing in our gates right now? Whatever gets your focus gets you. I'm going to say that again. Whatever gets your focus gets you. If it's video games, they have you. If it's entertainment, it has you. If it's sex and fornication, it has you. And your mind needs to be renewed. It needs to be captured. We need to bring every thought into captivity, and we're going to get on how to do that. But we have to, number three, guard the mind from all the garbage. How are you doing it, guarding your mind from garbage? You guys got quiet. Why are you guys so quiet? You got some open gates. <laughs> Is that true? So is there some gates that you need to close today? Is there a conviction of the Holy Spirit that maybe right now the Spirit of God is dealing with your heart? Would you be willing to say, oh God, I will be willing to close those gates? 
Holy Spirit, would you just speak to everybody right now? Lord, what are the gates that you want people to shut right now? That the garbage is coming into their mind. You are what you eat. So, how can I pour into my body, my eyes, my ears, and my mouth, things that are actually edifying to my spirit? See, what I'm doing here is I'm helping you. This is what we've got to do. If we're going to get victory and we're going to have true spiritual warfare where we gain victory and we take back ground of the enemy, these things we have to do every day. Don't we? Every day we have to do this. We have to have a lifestyle of this. And this is really not difficult stuff. When I say this is a simple teaching, I am not teaching a deep word today. This is not a, a, a real theological stretch here, guys. This is simple gospel stuff. And so I ask you, what are you feeding your mind? What kind of junk is going in? Because point number three is guard your mind from garbage. Guard your mind from garbage. Point four, and we're going to wind this thing up. I'm going to spend a little time on point four. This is the most important, and this is the one where most people do not do it. Do something about it. Never let up on learning and renewing your mind. Here's what Matthew eleven twenty nine 29 says. Take my yoke upon you and what? Learn of me. Proverbs 18, 15. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge. The ears of the wise seek it out. You know, we've been on a quest here at New Covenant where we've been talking about how we love to read. We, readers are leaders and we are going to be a people that love to read. The statistics on reading is still appalling to me that most people do not read another book after they leave high school or college. Now here's where I really want to get serious with you guys. <laughs> if we're going to do spiritual warfare and we're going to bring every thought into captivity and into the obedience of Christ, we have got to know what God thinks on that situation. If you're in rejection, if you're, a spirit of rejection has been riding you like a pony, if a spirit of fear has been taking you down and you panic and start feeling overwhelmed and you feel like your life's about to pop, you have to find out what is the way to freedom in that area. But here's what most Christians are not doing. They never go to step four. They never go to the process of renewing their mind. Now, I was dealing with somebody earlier this week, and fear was riding them like a pony. And the fear, how many knows what happens if you have fear in your life? Torment, yeah. But guess what happens? You will always start controlling. If, you have, if, if I'm afraid uh, that, that my kids are doing something that they shouldn't do, what am I going to do? I'm going to call them on the phone. What are you doing right now? I'm going to take control. Fear always makes you control situations. Always. If you're afraid that somebody's going to do something to you, or if you're afraid your spouse is doing something, you'll be checking the phone, you'll be checking this, you'll be checking that. You'll be trying to find out. You'll try to take control. Is that not true? Fear torments you. It wants you to control is what it wants you to do. 
And I was talking to this person about fear, and I said, your, your issue in your relationship is, 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 is fear. Fear? What are you talking about? Yeah, and it's causing you to control everything about your relationships. And you're starting to wear the other person out. And they're wanting to get some space from you. Because you're trying to control every aspect of your relationship because you're in fear. Now I said, do you want to keep that? Or do you want help with that? I want help with that. I said, okay. But here's the deal. You're going to have to have some homework. Because you've got to find out, what am I afraid of? I've got to identify. We've identified the fear. And you may not be right. The way you think about this is not right. And I'm going to confront the way you're thinking. And we're going to find out the way God thinks about it. And God says this. God says this. This is the word. Let's get in the word of God and let's find out what God says about it. So here's what I find with people is what they do is I love the people and I love everybody that you, you may read the Bible in a year, you may have devotionals, you may have all kinds of different things you read on a daily basis and that is good. But if you're not getting in the word of God in the area that you are in darkness, if you're, hear me, if you're not getting in the word of God in the area that you are in darkness, you will never get free from what you're in darkness. If you don't find out what does it mean to be obedient in Christ in that area and get the way God thinks, because the way you're thinking in the area you're in darkness is you're not thinking right. And so you can even read the word of God to make the word of God say what you want it to say so that it confirms what you already think. And so you got to have good people around you to, to be willing to say, hey, I think you're thinking wrong. Amen. Now, Alex and I and Alger, I was with him too this week, and we were talking about end times, and we were talking about our, the place of our nation. And some of the things Alex said was kind of like, okay, is that really the mind of the Lord or is that not? Because his thinking was kind of coming against some of my thinking. And so when I went home, I went before the Lord, and I said, Lord, there is some truth there. It, what, what truth and what is you and what is not? He did the same thing because he called me and said, man, I really appreciate you holding me accountable because he said some of the things you said made me really confront the things that I was thinking, didn't you? So we have to have good people in our life to bounce things off. Hey, this is what I'm feeling, so I'm sensing the word says. Do you think that's true? Uh, no. <laughs> no, you're in darkness. But here's what we got to do is we have to begin to, to take the word of God and in our devotion time, I'm actually going into the area of darkness that I'm struggling with. That's where your Bible study should be. Some of you guys don't even know where to go in the Bible. Well, if you're struggling with rejection, don't you think you probably ought to get in the word about rejection? Don't you think you should get in the word about fear if, if fear is riding you like a pony? Don't you think you ought to get in the word about fear and find out what fear is and what cast out fear? Does anybody know what cast out fear? I do because I've had fear and I've studied the word of God on fear. And you know what cast out fear? Perfect love. So if I'm going to cast out fear, I've got to understand and get a revelation from the word of God what is perfect love. And then I start getting into scripture and I find I'm chosen. Whoa. I'm called before the foundations of the earth. I knew you. 
Oh, spirit of adoption, wow. Oh, I am, wow, the thoughts that God has for me are as numerous as the sand on the seashore. Oh, is that what the word means? Zephaniah 3.17 says, oh, your God, he sings over you and dances like a spinning top over you because he has ravished emotions about you, Eric. Oh, perfect love casts out fear. I start getting a revelation of the word of God that, wow, he loves me. He thinks I'm the best thing since cottage cheese. Now, for me, that's good because I love cottage cheese. <laughs> you may be going, oh. apple pies, Chevrolets, whatever, you know. And all of a sudden, the word of God begins to come alive to me that, wow, how he really sees me. And that perfect love, that revelation begins to cast out the fear in my mind. And my mind, he gets to renewed. And no longer is fear whipping me like a, like a you know what, but I'm actually whipping it. And I'm pushing back darkness. And I'm pushing back darkness. And I'm pushing back darkness in my thinking. Rejection. I struggled with rejection as a young boy. I, would, I mean, dude, rejection rode me. I mean, it had a saddle on my back. But through getting in the word and finding out that I'm accepted in the beloved, that I don't have to please people, I have to please God. All of a sudden, it doesn't matter if I get rejected. But actually, I give people the right to reject me. And when I give them that right to reject me, I'm actually free. Because I'm accepted by the one who loves me. And if you accept me, that's just icing on the cake. But it's because I've gotten in the word of God. And I said, God, renew my mind. I'm not thinking right. I'm angry right now. I'm angry right now. I'm angry right now. Okay, Eric, you know why you're angry right now? You know why you're struggling with anger? And he takes me to the word of God and he gives me that scripture and shows me, you are angry because you're not getting what you want. It's not going the way you want. Oh, I'm so selfish. Oh, ow. Oh, mm, renew my mind. Is this helping anybody? Because here's the thing. This is where it comes to work. Not very many people do something about it. Most people just complain about their darkness and stay in it. But spiritual warfare is going back, if you will, Chad, go back several things to that scripture about bringing every thought into captivity. Keep going. About bringing every thought into captivity. Ah, there it is. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we make, and we take it captive, captive every thought to make it obedience to Christ. How are you doing in your mind? In the area of darkness that God has been dealing with you. God's wanting to transform your mind. You know, the Bible is one of the most unused books in the world. There are podcasts, preaching sermons. Right now, I could take you and I could give you five books on rejection. The reason I have five books on rejection, guess why? I got whipped up by it. I got so many books in my, my library at home on desiring God, loving God. How does God love you? Guess why I've got them? Because I struggled in my thinking. And I'm not there yet. I haven't arrived. I have not arrived, guys. I'm not perfect by any stretch. Just ask my three children. 
There's areas in my mind that I still have darkness and I'm still assaulting. But I promise you, I'm salting it and I'm renewing my mind through the washing of the word. And if the, if the Bible is boring to you, it's because you're not finding the area of darkness and you're not diving into the area that you need freedom. And sometimes when you're young in your walk with Christ, sometimes you need a book where somebody has a greater revelation of it so that you can begin to digest some of it and then the word of God becomes more real in that area. Do whatever it takes. Podcast, Bible studies, mentoring, sozo, theo. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff to bring truth to your heart and your mind. Does that make sense? So, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they, are divine, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And I choose to take every thought captive and to make it obedient to Christ. God is wanting to renew your mind, church. The mind is deceitful sometimes. It needs renovation. And I'm just giving you a simple four-point message today on how to renew your mind, how to do true, true spiritual warfare. Yes, you can cast out demons. Yes, you can take authority over the enemy. But really what you need to take authority over is your mind. Some of that stuff has to happen. When you're really oppressed by the enemy, you need people to come over with you and you need, to, you need to have prayer and you need to have some demonic stuff brought down. There's no doubt. If you're in a, at that place of being oppressed like that, we want to help you. That's what this altar team is. That's what the altar ministry is for. We will pray with you and we will help engage darkness with you because you're not in it by yourself. We are not to engage darkness by ourselves. Amen? But we need help. But I want to encourage you, today, you have four points, and I want to ask you, what are you going to do with it? You have four points. What are you going to do this week? I hope you're going to assault your darkness. Because what I'm finding in the body of Christ, and it's scaring the daylights out of me, is I put a lot of time in preaching and declaring the word of God. And most people are not doing anything with what I preach when they go home. And I'm not offended. I'm just doing what God, I'm doing the foolishness of preaching the gospel is what the Bible says. But if you're not going to take what we share and we preach and we teach, if you're not going to be devoted to the apostles' teachings, we will not be the New Testament church. And my question is, is what are you going to do with this message? Are you going to take these four points home? Are you going to identify your darkness? Are you going to say to yourself, you are probably wrong in your thinking? You don't know what you think you know, bozo. Are you going to take the third point? Are you going to take it home and say, you know what? I've got to get this in my heart. Amen. Oh, he's flashing the principles for you. What are you going to do to guard your mind from garbage this week? Maybe you need to go home and clear out all the bad CDs and all the bad music. Maybe you need to get rid of videos. Whatever it takes. Whatever you're doing with your mind, your eyes, and your ears, and your mouth. Get rid of it. Chuck it. This week, do something about it. Point four, do something about it and renew your mind. 
Get in the Word of God, whether that's through books, whether that's the Bible, whether that's with a friend, whether a podcast, but get in the Word of God and have your mind renewed. Can I have an amen on that? Stand up with me. You know, the definition of insanity is to keep doing what you're doing. And what? And expect a different result. That's insanity. Well, if you're in darkness and you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to stay in darkness. And I just happen to believe that God's building an army at New Covenant Worship Center. I know that there is a core people in this house who are taking the word of God seriously and they are renewing their minds and they're going after this stuff. And I'm excited about that. My call today is for you who are on the fringe and you've not been doing this stuff, would you please come along with us on a ride? Would you please begin to be part of the army of God with us so that we can build an army and a family here that knows how to do war, who knows how to handle hand grenades, who knows how to handle flak jackets and and whatever those rifles are. What's the one's big rifle, AK-47s and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Spiritual ones, not natural ones. That God's building an army here. It's not a nursery for baby bottles, but it's for serious, radical, passionate, aggressive lovers of God who want to make a difference and who want to connect with God on a different level. Is that you? Is that you? Because I hear the voice of the Lord calling an enlistment. He's looking for some people to say, yes, sir, I'm in the army. Yes, sir, I will get serious about my journey. I will get serious about spiritual warfare and bringing down darkness in my mind. Because there's a mental illness in the body of Christ. And our minds need to be renewed. Our minds need to be brought into subjection to Christ. minds need to be taught different things you know really we need to submit everything we think to God all of our ideas all of our worldview, all our viewpoints we need to submit them to God and we need to allow God's word to dismantle us if necessary we need to allow God to dismantle our minds if necessary Pure intellect will not dismantle your mind. Pure just knowledge will not do it. But it's when we mix the Spirit and the Word of God together, when we mix the Spirit of God with the Word of God together, He changes our minds. He renews our thinking. No longer is lust controlling my life anymore because God's renewed my mind in that area. Men, you know what I'm talking about. Because we need to have our minds renewed by the power of God. Father, today, in the name of Jesus, convict every person in this house. Convict us deeply. 
about renewing our minds through the washing of your word. About taking the word of God today that's been preached and taking it home with us. And allowing you to do something deep. Deep is calling to deep. God's looking for a mighty, mighty people to raise up. Are you going to be one of those? The call is out. God's looking. God's asking. Will you come with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, do a work in our hearts today. I say yes. I say yes to you, God. I say, God, I want my mind renewed. I say, yes, Lord, I want to come further with you. Lord, expose the darkness and bring revelation to my heart and to everyone's here. In Jesus' name. Father, as we dismiss this service, oh God, let this word penetrate our hearts. Let the podcast be listened to again and again. And Father, I thank you for your grace. We want to jump in that river. We don't want to go against the tide. We want to go with your tide. You're trying to take us somewhere. You're trying to do something in us. And we want to float with you in your presence. We don't want to do the work ourselves. We want to yield to you and what you're doing in our lives. So God, this week I pray, help us to surrender, to yield ourselves to you. In Jesus' name. Father, I seal your word today. I thank you, God, that it will not return void, but God, it will accomplish exactly that which you've set it out to accomplish in our lives today. I believe that. I believe your word is powerful. I believe, God, your word today is penetrating our hearts. And I thank you, God, it's going to change us. Be with your people this week by the power of your name. Amen. If you're here today and you need prayer, we're going to have our altar team back up here. If you're having some area of darkness in your mind where there's this real oppressive thing where you're struggling in your own self, we'll pray with you and help you get that thing kicked off. If you're here today and need salvation, we're here to pray with you. If you just need to kneel before the Lord, the altars are open. We'll keep the music going. But God bless you. Have a great day. We love you. And we'll see you next week.